Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Build Value by Choice. I'm your host, Nana Bansu of Infinite Horizons Incorporated, where we help you reposition, grow, and scale your business to whatever goals that you want to achieve. Now, please don't forget to subscribe, share, and leave us a rating on the app or visit us on our YouTube channel. In today's podcast interview, we are going to be discussing financial performance and forecasting considerations for retirement, business sale, and business transfer. We'll be discussing the various challenges small business owners face when it comes to financial management. And we're hearing from Mark Crowley. Mark is a partner at B2B CFO and provides strategic guidance to small business owners to help them overcome the financial challenges they face. With over 30 years experience in financial planning, consulting, and auditing, Mark has a wealth of insight into how business owners can successfully manage their finances. Today, he will be discussing financial performance and financial consideration for retirement, business sale, and business transfer. Mark, welcome to Build Valley by Choice. Good morning. Thanks for having me, Nana. I appreciate it. Wonderful. Can you tell us a little bit about your role as a uh, strategic B2B CFO? Sure. Um, in in this role, what I'm my my best use is to provide strategy and advice to the business owner, helping them shape the direction for their business and understand um, the the types of information that they need to successfully operate their business and to optimize their business and to help them identify and make sure that they're getting that information. What are some of the um, what are some of the biggest challenges that small uh, small owners, uh, business owners face when it comes to managing their finances? Most of them, I, I know this is going to be hard to imagine, but most most people don't get into business so they can keep really good books and records for their business. They get into business because they have a, an idea or a product and, and and they're able to provide real value to their customers. The the setup of, and, and administration of their business usually is an afterthought. And as a result, it doesn't get the attention that it needs and they're not trained for it. So they make some assumptions or they just uh, they just kind of start operating and and don't give a lot of thought to what they need out of the bit out of this reporting in the long term and as a result they end up uh kind of in the hole so to speak uh in terms of their ability to recover and get to where they need to be so what advice would you give to small business owners who are looking to successfully manage their financial i'm a big fan of uh, dr stephen covey and his seven habits particularly begin with the end in mind and that's my first advice for them. Begin with the end in mind. Think through what you want and need to get from your financial statements, what kind of information you're gonna you you want to to be able to use to operate and and understand how the business is operating. And then organize your your chart of accounts and your books and records in such a way that it provides that information. And what are some of the most common uh, mistakes that business owners make when it comes to the financial side of your business? They operate on the cash basis of accounting instead of the accrual basis of accounting. Uh, they don't plan very well for what's needed in the future. A lot of them operate more or less, more by the seat of their pants or more by instinct in a lot of cases. And they don't look ahead far enough to plan for what they may need. And then as a result, it makes it harder to get the information and the uh, and the reports that they need at, at the time that they need them. Yeah, and so um, how did you become involved in helping uh, small? Have you always been involved with small businesses, or were you involved in big businesses? And, and just how did you end up, you know, becoming involved in uh, helping small businesses with your financial side of things? Yeah, I've, I've been blessed in my career to have to have worked for some really large companies and some really small companies in a variety of industries. So I have a 
uh, a breadth of experience that that enables me to provide great value to small and medium-sized business owners. Um, I started out in public accounting a long time ago and uh, did a couple of couple of turns as an internal auditor, uh, working for really large companies, and, and then transitioned to to working for small and mid-sized companies. And then the and and then I I also did some contract work for some really large companies. So I I've seen. Um, nobody's seen everything, but I've seen quite a bit of what goes on in a business. And how do you contrast your experiences between and helping small businesses with their finances versus their large businesses? Large businesses typically are, there's a lot of bureaucracy, a lot of layers. Um, you don't have that with a small business. The small business owner, um, things move fast. People wear lots of hats and need to make decisions quickly, and they need good information to be able to make those decisions. And I assume you find that to be more rewarding because you're able to kind of be of uh, kind of more help uh, with that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's much more it, it's much more rewarding in the small business environment because you get to see more more of a, an immediate impact of actions taken and, and decisions made and and watch the business owner become more successful as a result, which is what it's all about at the end of the day. Are there any strategies or tips you have for business owners to manage forecasting and cash flow? Absolutely. Um, I'm a I'm a big fan of, of forecasting cash flow and all, all of my clients have at least a rolling 13-week forecast of cash flow. And when I say rolling, that means we're always looking at least 13 weeks ahead in the future. I like 13 weeks because it's a quarter out. So it, you're always looking one quarter ahead. Um, and, it, and it offers the opportunity to look ahead and see where you may have, uh, where cash may be a little tight. And you've got the opportunity to react to that ahead of time rather than, oh, fooey, what am I going to do this week because I'm out of money? Right, right. And, um, you know, what kind of systems, um, you know, you know, I guess I, I want to pivot from, like, for instance, uh, you know, like the day-to-day um, to, uh, like, you know, you say you mentioned the beginning with the end in mind. So I want to talk about um, things like uh, legacy and, and transition and, and things of that sort. What do you see when it comes to um, this um, based on how people have managed the business, have managed their finances, uh, how that impacts, you know, the uh, transition process, whether it's, it's through a sale or whether it's through, um, you know, passing it down to their kids or or some other vehicle. And, and that's a great question. You know, there there is a lot of um, a lot of business owners don't plan well for this, and as a result, they don't they're not able to realize what they think they're going to realize from their business when that transition comes. Because regardless of, as you said, there are many forms that this can take. It can be an outright sale. It can be a transition, you know, generational transition within a family. It can be a sale to employees or, or key employees. Um, there's a variety of, of ways this can happen. But at the end of the day, the business owner still needs to be able to monetize the asset that he spent his his or her life building and and creating, and if they if they haven't run if they haven't set up their business properly with the systems processes and procedures in place, so that the business isn't overly dependent on any one person or persons, uh, they they won't be able to realize all the value that they want to realize from their business. And and the other sad part about this is most most business owners. We're all human and we all like to put things off. Most business owners delay thinking about this because it's uncomfortable. It's uh, it's stressful. 
and they're not sure what to do. So they put it, they're always, there's always something else to do in a small business. So they put it aside and focus on what needs to be done today to satisfy the customer or the vendor or, or whatever problem has arisen that day. Um, and, and as a result, they don't think about it until it becomes more immediate and more urgent. And sadly, at that point, it's it's often much later than it should be, hopefully not too late, but to, to take the actions they need to take to increase the value of their business so that they can cash out at the end of the day. And what steps, uh, if any, would you, you know, do you usually recommend for uh, business owners to take to make sure that they they are in a well position for that eventual transition. Yeah, that's another great question, and 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 it's a multi. There, there's there's multiple pieces of this. One of one of the first, I I believe in beginning with the end in mind, but I also believe in in knowing where you're starting. Uh, the point from the starting point you have is where you are today. So how much do you have in terms of? assets, whether it's inside the business or outside the business. You've got 401ks, pensions, investments as you've made over the years, as well as the, the value of the business. So where, where do you start? What's the value of all this stuff? And then where do you think you, what do you need to have to be able to have the retirement that that is your dream retirement? In other words, if I have $2 million today and I need $20 million to uh, to be able to successfully retire and live the way I want to live, then I have an $18 million gap that I need to fill. So how do we fill that gap? The large part of that is going to be through increasing the value of the business. And we're going to do that by taking the steps to make it less dependent on either the owner or any other key employees, making the business repeatable so that when the prospective purchaser comes along and looks at the business, that they can see themselves operating it. They understand how the business works and they understand that the business operates, whether the owner, the existing owner is there or not. Now, the one of the things that I've seen and, and, and heard from other people is, is that a lot of times, you know, human beings in nature don't tend to think, you know, too far out. How do you help uh, business owners or uh, any recommendation you have for business owners to, um, you know, because it's, it needs to be like some kind of a conscious effort to actually try and think more than five years out, right? To even think about this. Like you said earlier, sometimes it can be uncomfortable and therefore you kind of put it aside and you just focus on what you can control, which is the, 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 the immediate and the urgent. So what have you seen? Uh, the people that are successful are able to look, you know, far out to say, okay, eventually, uh, I'm going to transition out at some point, whether it's five years, 10 years, 15 or 20. And am I taking the set from my current moment, like you said, you know, the inside and outside the business? What is it going to look like? What's my legacy going to, if I want it to be a legacy, what is it going to look like? Um, what advice do you have for those that are not, you know, naturally inclined to think that far out uh, based on your experience with those that have successfully done, uh, done that? For me, I think it comes down to asking some some pretty hard questions and, and getting people to really think about these things. You, you have to, and you're right, it, it's difficult sometimes for people to think that far out uh, for a lot of the reasons that we've already talked about. But uh, you, you have to ask those questions and, and force them into, gently force them, but force them into thinking ahead far enough so that they're actually realize that there's work to be done and it's better to do it now while we have time to do it as opposed to trying to do an emergency rescue at some point when the when there isn't any more time sometimes sometimes that gets forced upon us with a um, a, a life change a health change 
something that that uh, adversely impacts the business or the business owner, and all of a sudden they realize that they've waited too long. What I'm trying to do is help them realize that that though that they can't control the timing of those things, and we need to think about that while we have the luxury of time to be able to do it in an orderly fashion. Yeah, yeah, no, no doubt. What impact have you seen there on like in the business and your families and your communities for the, you know, if you compare and contrast between businesses that had a successful transition, you know, versus the ones that weren't? In the successful cases, the business owner has enough value built up or created in the business so that they can monetize it in such a way that they're able to enjoy their retirement. It generally leaves the business in a much better position from a from a financial health and operational health of the business, which means that their legacy in the community survives because most of these businesses, not not everything, but a lot of these businesses are in smaller towns and smaller communities where they are integral part of parts of the community. They're well known, and they have employed a lot of people in the community. They don't want that legacy to be tarnished after they after they choose to enter the next phase of their life and and leave the business behind. What they wanted to have is is the business well set up to continue to succeed and thrive in that community, which leaves them a positive legacy for a long time. Yeah. Any final uh, tips when it comes to the financial sort of business um, that you would uh, you you know give to the business owners? Any kind of questions that they need to be asking themselves? What do you need to be looking for to make sure that their finances are in the right order? If if they don't have uh, access to or the ability to see some key performance indicators or KPIs for their business, they need to ask for help. It, it, it's, there's no shame in not being able to do it because people like me can't do what they do and they don't do what people like me do. Uh, so it's time to ask for help and bring in the right expertise so that you are able to position your business in a way so that you can monetize it, cash out, enjoy your retirement, and leave the legacy behind. Wonderful. And if if they want to reach out to you and find out, you know, you know how they can get your help, uh, how can they do that? Sure, you can find me on the website at b two b cfocom forward slash mark hyphen Crowley, or you can email me at mark Crowley at b2bcfo.com. Thank you, Mark. And we're going to have your information and show notes so people can get that information from there as well in case they don't have a paper pen handy. So again, thank you, Mark. Really appreciate you coming on to share your insights. And uh, folks, uh, you know, this is this all we have for you for this week. Reach out to Mark if you need uh, some help with your finances and your key performance indicators. Uh, till next week, bye for now. Thanks very much. Thanks very much.